FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back, folks, to the Believe in FCS football podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Sean Anderson, two former college football players at the University of Rhode Island, two former FCS football players, bringing you everything you need to know about FCS football. We're getting increasingly closer and closer to the start of this FCS season, so we have been previewing each position group thus far. We've done quarterbacks, we've done running backs, we've done receivers. We are now on tight ends. So now that we're going to have a, a probably a shorter conversation than we typically do because it's a much smaller position group in and of itself, but we've got a fun episode for you today, folks. Sean, how are you doing today? How was your, your time away? And Or actually, not even time away. You had to work on New Year's. How was New Year's? New Year's was uh, fine. The uh, college football bowl games, the... I don't know. We were they're they're all kind of blending in together at this point on whatever sponsor it is and wherever team it is, and then also dealing with the college basketball that I'm cutting. The three schools that I continuously struggle with uh, remembering what what coach coaches what is Iowa, Mizzou, and like Wisconsin. And those three, I always get their basketball coaches and their football coaches confused with with each other. Every I, there's no I don't know who coaches what. I think Paul Christ coaches the football at yes, Wisconsin. Uh, and then, um, but that uh, Fran McCaffrey catches, uh, coaches something. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz coaches something. And then that's, that's basically the extent of that. My confusion is very strong with that. And that, that is a, um, that's something that whenever I see those on the docket, I know I have to double check and then sometimes triple check because they're all super similar. And I'm not digging that. That's why I like the FCS, because everyone's a little bit different and everybody's got their own vibe to them. And you know who the coaches are. You know who the players are. No one's blending in together. Well, how about you just learn the people and their name? I I would think if I was cutting that stuff every single day, I would I would acknowledge those differences. But, you know, that's that's no, I am. I'm progressively learning. I know I'm I'm, I'm being forced to learn more college football coaches. (laughs) Yeah, because you coaches. you refer you refuse to take interest in FBS football because for whatever reason you well, don't not like anymore, to. Joe. We've been over this. I did not as, like having an interest in FBS football as I was currently playing FCS football, and just I don't know about you. Would we not consider them peers as college football players of the same ilk? Yeah, they are. They're peers, but it doesn't mean you can't have an appreciation for the level and why. I mean, if you love football, you'll watch any game. That's the that's the reality of it. That's not true. No comment. You got nothing. <laughs> I said that's not true. Not not for me. No, I'm, I'm okay. Good. Pass. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into talking <laughs> about these tight ends. Before we do, folks, we get to talk to you about Bet Online. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL playoffs are right around the corner. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat as NBA champions, or someone to possibly upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs during the playoffs. Go put your money down and head to betonline.ag. I say this every time I do this read, not only for this show, but the other three shows that I do this read for. 
Do not be like me. My friends during the whole football season would text me every single week saying, what games do you got this week? What games do you got? And I would usually give them one game each week. And I don't know what my hit percentage was, but it was way too damn high for me not putting my own money down. I could have made a, probably a couple hundred dollars if I actually put $10 down on every mm-hmm. single one of the bets I suggested. So don't be like me. Don't sit on the sidelines. Uh, also, don't be like Sean who shows up at the casino um, on you know God knows what hour, 1 o'clock in the morning on a weekend when you can be doing it online <laughs> at Bet Online, From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online and there's always the online casino as well it never closes so head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses again that's betonline.ag and sign up today bet online your online sportsbook experts sean let's talk some tight ends we've got four guys here we try to keep it concise we've got two players who had strong seasons last year we have two guys that were transfer players from big programs that we think everybody needs to know about. And we need to start this off by saying Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from San Diego, who I was all excited to watch a little tape on him and talk about him, only to realize that man transferred to Utah. So Dalton Kincaid, who probably would have topped the list, he is not on this list anymore. Who needs him? Who needs him if he wants to go to Utah? You know, who needs All him? the best, though. <laughs> Yeah, all the best. We're rooting for him. <laughs> uh, we have to start our conversation here with Trey Barry, 6'7", 245-pound tight end from Jacksonville State. This dude is enormous. He's one of the best offensive weapons on his team. He had a couple big games in 2020 when he played. I believe he had a 100-yard game on five receptions during the, the 2020 year. He is a great tight end, and it makes sense why NFL teams are interested in him. The simplest way to describe him, Sean, is his height and his length say it all about what type of a tight end he is. I completely agree. I mean, you can't buy a frame, and uh, Trey Berry's just given this uh, the build where he could reach over any defender, and he can just—it just—he's just a physical presence on the field. I—I I, I wrote down, dude is a lug. And that that meaning normally when you think of a lug, you think of somebody that is uh, slower moving or unathletic. I, I said that because he is just so big, uh, but he is a great athlete. He's got very soft hands when he reels it in. He looks in the ball really well. He's never he's just a really good possession receiver. I think he could work on his quick twitch a bit in and out routes. But at the same time, that's not necessarily his game. He's going to go get dirty. He's going to he's going to block. Uh, down on defensive linemen, linebackers, whatever you need him to block, and he's going to go get you a first down. That's what Trey Berry's going to do, and he's going to do it with great athleticism and uh, just great height. You just throw it up to him, he'll get it. Yeah, and that's why he's been so good in his time uh, at Jacksonville State is because of that height, the, the, the frame. You talked about that frame. He's just a big dude. He's a dude that is big as hell, as all these guys are in different various aspects of their frame. Um, he's a little bit high in his blocking. What I saw, I didn't catch a ton of route running in the game that I watched on him. I would, I think there's a little bit more to be desired as a blocker, but you talked about there, Sean, the key things when talking about Trey Berry is he has length and he has developed into what is going to be one of the best receiving tight ends in this, uh, in this class here of this, this tight end group. 
Yeah, I, I'm not going to put all my stake into uh, Barry as a blocker. I will put my stake into him as a pass catcher. Uh, it's just great when you can have a, a tight end that can do both. Right after him, LJ Wisniewski from Albany, number 86, six foot three. This number is real, folks. 274 pounds. He caught seven touchdowns in 2019. I We just need to touch on, on the 274 because that is a very high number for a tight end. That is the size of an offensive lineman back in the 1970s in the NFL. So that is a, that is a big number for a tight end. That's probably a guard back in 1970 in the NFL. So that the dude is big, and as you could probably expect, he's a pretty good blocker. Joe, he's a great blocker, but I'll say this. You hear 274, you think you're going to think uh, Patrick Ricard or, or somebody right. else. He is a great athlete for 274. The way that he runs up the field on his routes, the way he does all that, it, it, you're just looking at him like, he's a big dude, but look at him moving. Like You just can see it with his feet. The way that just, I don't know, it's impressive how well he moves uh, for that weight. And I don't know how, how recent uh, the weight has been adjusted. I was placed at 275 for all four years, even though I was 320 <laughs> my junior year. Oh. <laughs> They were helping you out. All the girls that, that you that were talking to probably looked yeah. looked up your your roster, and they're like, "Oh, he's only he's only two seventy five. They see the three well, number. That might scare some I, of them away. I wish they didn't because my hair was terrible in every single one of those uh, those pictures. <laughs> well, that's on you. That's all on you. <laughs> I know it is, but I, I just didn't. I, There's no point in getting a pre uh, pre camp cut. You know, I'll just get it after. But right. this dude has. One of the biggest backs I've ever seen for a tight end. You cannot reach around him if you're a defender. He is going to just box you out and you are just throw, hit him in the numbers if you're a quarterback. You hit him right in the numbers. Don't do any. You don't need to make him extend the run. You hit him in the numbers. Who's going to reach around him? Nobody. Nobody's going to do it. This dude, it's just, I don't know. There's something about him that I'm, I'm digging. And I think the, the true testament on what this guy is like personality wise, what you can kind of read into um, when they played central Connecticut state in the playoffs in 2019, that was a cold ass game in Albany. And this dude was wearing a short arm sleeve. And that was it. That is a tough man playing the tight end position. If you're not afraid uh, to put sleeves on, if you're playing in this game, I, I uh, almost wonder Joe, though, I, I didn't wear any, any sleeves at Maine. Who are you saying? Are you, is that a is that a Jake a, Fire reference? That's a, that's a Jake Fire impression for the that's not for the toughness, crossover that, listeners for the show. That's not toughness. That is craziness. <laughs> Absolute craziness. Jake Fire Sanity. is a lunatic. Easily the craziest <laughs> linebacker in FCS football. If we had to give out that award, we're going to give it to him. He's not making our linebacker list. I'm going to tell you that though. No, that was mean. Well, he's not going to listen. That's true. <laughs> um. <laughs> was Newski though? I almost wonder, Sean. Yeah. If this guy was playing at like two fifty five or two sixty, like, do you think he would be even more dynamic of an athlete? I almost wonder if that two seventy number is just too high for a tight end. It could be. I mean, is six seven two seventy five? You wouldn't really be able to tell the difference between two seventy five and two fifty. Six three, you're starting to see a little bit of a difference. Uh, and just this general body composition, but for how he's moving at 274, if he went down to, I don't know, 260, it, I, it's got me juiced up if he's going to get even more dynamic. I don't need him lower than, 
than 250 really just because of the the style of play that he plays it, it just it's impressive right now so don't change too much but if you drop down 15 no one's going to be complaining especially if you do have a little more burst and he's almost like an extra lineman for them so it maybe is one of those situations where if he comes in at 270 again this season the coaches are just like you, you stay right there you're doing a good job we want you just to hit people and, and <laughs> right. be good at it and then catch a couple touchdowns when we throw it your way big reason why he hit seven in 2019 Continuing on and now transitioning the focus here on some guys who are transfer players, don't really have much to go off of, but are really talented that could really jump onto the scene and surprise some people and go, like, oh, who, who's that guy? That's why we have these guys on this list. So then you can say your friends, I knew who he was during the preseason. If you're a McNeese State fan, Jamal Pettigrew, six foot seven, two fifty eight. This guy is important because he is a former four star recruit and he played at LSU. Did not get a whole lot of actual tight end reps uh, in 2019. His only stats were one reception for negative one yard. Sadly, not a very good stat line there. But the talent is 100% there. It's it's sometimes not easy to get onto the field, even no matter how much of a, a, recru- a good recruit you are, no matter how highly recruited you are, the star rating. It can be tough to get on the field. And sometimes a, a change of scenery is key for guys and I think Jamal Pettigrew is going to be one of those players because he was highly recruited, fantastic athlete, and he's going to step right in. Even if he struggles at McNeese State and maybe it takes him some time to get acclimated, the coaching staff is going to give him every opportunity to fail because he's a four-star recruit. So with him being on the field more, he's going to have a lot of touches. He's going to get a lot of opportunities, and I think he's going to have a big year. Looking at, and uh, I would never like to watch high school stuff. But looking at how he looked in high school, he was a grown man. He was already a college football player in high school. I don't know what went down at LSU. Uh, Maybe he just wasn't ready. Maybe you said he was just a better recruit than he was a a player there. But McNeese State is going to find a way to work this guy into the offense. And once they do that, it's hard for me to imagine that he wouldn't be incredibly successful. It's, It's just his build, his athleticism, it is, it, I will be very, very shocked if this dude does not turn out to be a stud, if he doesn't make a fat stats list, or at least get a nomination one week. I, I'm just, you do not see these guys just cross your paths all the time and just their raw athleticism. You don't. No, and, and McNeese State gets a, like, a $1,000 TV in the bargain bin, basically, here. You know, you're, you're getting gold with getting a player like Pettigrew because he was you could argue misused not included in the rotation enough he decides to leave he's now at McNeese State and he's going to play fantastic because he has been given a really really good opportunity to step in and contribute so I mean regardless from like what we saw Sean when we were at URI anybody who's highly recruited because they were really athletic in high school and still doesn't get onto the field they always end up having a pretty big impact when they come to an FCS school. He's going to have an impact. He's going to do a ton of great stuff. They have an impact even they, they, they have an impact when they just find somewhere that fits them. And if McNeese State fits him better, sky's the limit. Sky is definitely the limit. Our last player, Kyle Fortenberry, Northern Iowa, six foot four, two forty five. 
This guy is really important to talk about because in 2019, he was a John Mackey preseason award watch list when he was at Western Kentucky. Transfers after having uh, an, an injury, a serious injury that sends him to Northern Iowa, cuts the hair after having the long flowing, uh, long flowing blonde hair. And what you see in his time at Western Kentucky, why he was considered to be so talented he is just a really good at route runner. I would say that he is a very easy mover. One play in particular I saw when they played Louisville, ran a really quick cutting route in the red zone, comes back to the football, redirects again, and scores a touchdown. Like That is exactly what Northern Iowa needs, and he is going to do that a ton for them in the spring. He reminded me of when like those Roombas make those quick little turns when they see a wall. You know, they just kind of quick rotate and then they're on to the next uh, destination. And I, I would say he's faster than a Roomba if you were going to be a, a, a vacuuming device or appliance. Uh, but quick mover is the exact term that I that you wrote down that I just have to piggyback off of. I know you hate the term piggyback, but I have to. I, I'll build off of it. It's just you could see it in his body and his hips, the way that he turns, the way that he moves and runs his routes. Really, really impressive, and it just seems effortless. And that's what's impressive with some of these guys. If they make it look effortless, then you, you don't appreciate it as much. And his ability to move in general, it, it's not appreciated as much because he looks like it just doesn't take him any strain or effort. And that's something that it, you just watch it. It's just naturally impressive, moving, catching the ball, all of it. I mean, it's just he's a guy that makes it look easy. Yeah, making it look easy is is a key thing here. And yet again, another player that is transferring after being so good at the FBS level or having the background of playing at a big FBS school, he's going to take that and translate it over because Western Kentucky wasn't giving him those opportunities uh, after he, he suffered an injury. That's going to be it from us on this show. Sean, you got anything for us before we uh, close out? Or uh, They got canceled. So, they got canceled. Sean yeah. is very sad. He's been harassing me all day over random things. Now I know why. That, um, no, 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 no. That was before the date had gotten canceled. Uh, I wanted to be, be able to make time before the date, but now I, I guess I got time to uh, no. to do streaming or whatever we want to do. Um, Sean has time now. I, I now Pray for time. my man. Pray for my man, Sean, over here uh, to find another date. If you are a single woman interested in no, a very tall, no, no, former I'm offensive not lineman, myself like that. six six, he said I'm if I had a you. final thought, I don't need I'm you to you. pitch me. You brought it up. I'm pitching you. If, if I don't you need or maybe, your pitch, maybe your sister or a friend I, is interested in a very tall. Oh, I you were talking about. Oh, boy. Wait, what? Not conti- No. Okay. No. Stop right. pitching me. Sean's available if anybody's wondering. You know um, what? No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm not available. I'm just going to sit in my dungeon tonight and work on production. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio, at Believe Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Also head to Believe.com to find our show as well as hundreds of other amazing shows that are, are out the thousands there. yet i don't have probably maybe have millions to, maybe we have to be in thousands of the they had a new show every day and it's it's been a while now so maybe we are we are in that in that territory already <laughs> uh that's gonna be it from us though thank you for tuning in next week we're gonna do some o-line talk so as you can expect i'm just gonna tell sean all right go ahead you do the rest of the show and i'm just gonna sit and listen so Can't stay wait. tuned for that folks we'll see you next week 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.